Oh fuck, we haven't got time for the podcast. Yeah, hundred shit. Do you know I've That's my problem. Man. I've done that before. It's probably not even plugged in. Yeah, you never know. Welcome to the Impact Podcast, the show where we explore how to build valuable businesses that make a positive impact. I'm your host, Ben Lay Ralph from the Impact Positive Company, and in today's episode, I'll be joined by Sanjay, who is a freelance software designer whose company name is It's Me, Sanjay, which is easy to remember, and Blake Charming. Sanjay and I worked together many years ago, and he is the closest thing to a real-life Ted Lasso as you're ever likely to meet. So in today's episode, we talk about the power of being a generalist. People often quote the phrase, jack of all trades, master of none, but forget the end of the quote is actually oftentimes better than a master of one. We talked about the role risk plays in learning and how sometimes the best form of marketing is just being authentically yourself, which if you're Sanjay, I totally get. You guys are amazing. I hope you enjoy. When you go to parties and people are like, oh, hey, what do you do? What do you say? Like, what's that? I say like, I'm a software designer. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. And then if someone's like, oh, if they might be a dev or, you know, in the industry, then they're like, ah, oh, I'm a, I'm a dev. Like, all right, cool. Well, I'm, you know, I'm a product designer or UX designer. Like mm-hmm. at the moment, there's such a, I don't know, there's a weird, strange thing happening with the two. And I feel like maybe UX designer, this is just my opinion. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Maybe it's a specialist thing too, you know, because I don't mm. see myself as a specialist, like maybe specialist researcher or, you know, specialist UI designer. I'm kind of like, I'm like the glue. I like to be the collaborative, like pawn in the in the whole product uh, world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you you know, we kind of work together a little bit. We didn't work on the same product, but like, yeah. like I like to kind of. There might be, and I think that's maybe I'm pushing forward, but maybe that's my kind of superpower where I can kind of. I'm not too precious about things. Mm-hmm. I can let go of my ideal way of doing things and be like, oh man, I really think this is gonna work like this, you know? And then someone might not. Yeah, have the same opinion. I'd be like, "Cool, well, let's let's meet in the middle. What, mm-hmm. what can we what can we trade, and then and then take it from there." So I, I, I at the end, I'm just kind of like looking for the. I'm trying to think. All right, the customer's going to get this in their hand, and if they're having a shitty time, this is the time. This this <laughs> moment is the moment where we go to sort that shit out because like otherwise yeah. the ego's going to come in. And you're like, and I've used products. It's like, damn man, like. This sucks. And I feel like this was an ego thing. You know what I mean? Oh my God. I know exactly what you're talking about, which is there are times when I'm using something or I'm watching something and I'm like, I can imagine the meeting where I, I, I understand why this yes. sucks. Yeah, true. And it's like, oh, it's probably like two departments yeah. have two different like databases or something. And yeah. they're like discussing it or we're like, we're not going to do this or we're not going to do that. And like, that's why I have to like, update my address in two different places isn't it but, because we know it we know it so well right we just mm-hmm. see it we're just like damn it guys just get it together you know what i mean mm-hmm. you just talk about being a bit of a generalist i think there is this like idea out there that you're like oh i'm only a generalist where it's like oh i actually need someone who can solve my problem yep. not someone who can do one skill really well right so i think there's a lot of power there how do you from a design point of view kind of bucketing what you think about so i was having actually a conversation with uh, another guy ricardo escalon who's been my mentor like for quite a while since since bed easy days yeah um and it's something that i'm working on uh, in terms of the upsell because i'm giving a lot away for free Mm -hmm. essentially which is to my detriment (laughs) yes Um, yeah and, and i was i was trying something out so with this this current client um like 
he found me. This is in Montreal, and he found me on a on a Slack channel, which is Montreal Startup. Yeah, um, and I was like, all right, cool. He just goofed, he found me anyway organically, and I was like, cool, man, I can help you out. He had essentially what he was trying to solve was wireframes to like a prototype or, or UI design, right? So I'm like, yeah. mate, I got you. Don't yeah. like, I'm like, it's done. Like this is it. Like sweet, dude. You you've thought about it. Like I can help you. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's do it. You know, so hourly rates. Let's go. And he was he was fine about it. They were funded. And as I started like you know chipping away at it, I'm like, oh okay, right. They haven't really thought about a lot of things here. <laughs> so he's like saying, all right, here get it from wireframes to UI. And then I saw, I saw like an opening of like, okay, cool. Do you know what your customers are saying? Like. Cause I could design it like this, like, but how, what are they actually, what are they needing in this, in this page? Like, what are they, what's the, you know, what do they want to know? What information yeah. do they want to know? And he was like, I'm being an So I'm like, all right, what, what's your, like, how, how are you different from your competitors? Right. Mm-hmm. And he, he mentioned it was AI. So in his designs, there wasn't really much AI in there. So I said, let's, <laughs> let's highlight that, you know, and this is your point of difference. Let's, let's go for that. So now he's, he's going to go talk to customers. And I'm like, all right, cool. So this is where I should have learned. This is the conversation I heard with Ricardo. Yeah. He said, um, give, let them um, ask the question with you. So mm-hmm. ask the question with you. You know, like, all right, what, so what do we know about this? Oh, I don't know. Okay, so how, how do we, you know, like, how do we get to know this? Mm-hmm. Do we have any customers? Do we, can we talk to anyone? Like, do you have access to people? And then the conversation starts to roll, right? Mm-hmm. You probably know this like bread and butter, but like I feel like I'm still learning this in, in, a, in a way. And I was like, all right, cool. The way I, I treated this was like I gave him like the cheat sheet. I was like, all right, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, man, all right. You know what? I got some templates for you. Here we go. Just, yeah. just go try this. When you're talking to your customer, here's a list of questions. Like, mm-hmm. you know, here's what you're trying to get out of it. Like, just guide it towards this. And, you know, cause I was at a, a higher rate that he didn't, he couldn't afford. So I was like, all right, man, like, you know, here you go. And now I'm starting to see, um, he, he might've like, but obviously it's very user like UX research, like interviewing is super like technical, you know? Yes. Yeah. You gotta, you, you know how it is, you know, you just, it's a persona. You kind of honestly walk in the room. A hundred percent. And it's very hard if it's your thing. Yeah. Not. Yeah, exactly. To yeah. come across and kind of bias the result. Exactly. Yeah. And they might not know how to not be biased. They're just like, okay, cool. He likes this one. Sweet. And yeah. So he came back and said, everyone loves it. We're going <laughs> to go through. We're going you know, to put in a thing. And I was like, yeah, cool. But like, it's at the end of the day, I, it's not my product as well. And sometimes I feel like um, you got to you gotta go through the fire to learn, you know? And it, if I can tell you, you could be like, you know, lose my breath just saying it. But like, until you do it, then you're going to be like, all right, I actually need to, you know, uh, I need some help here and I'll pay for it. Yeah. So that was my mindset. But strategically, what Ricardo was telling me is like, yeah, just just like slowly give it to them. Don't give all of it to them, <laughs> which is what I was doing, you know? Yeah, I relate to that completely. Because look, there's, there's an element that you like, let me come at it this way. And um, I found this myself quite recently. Actually, I was doing some freelance work, doing like copywriting okay. um, yeah, for right. um, a non-for-profit. Okay. Just, just something. It seemed fun. I like working with um, non for profits. Um, when you're starting to ask people, like, "Oh, okay, well then, what should I write?" Like, we need a section here about your mission. Right. What's your mission? Yeah. And you're like almost all the way down the funnel um, at this stage of like, great. Well, what are we going to write from a, like a communications perspective? And then it makes you ask the big questions, like, "Why are we here?" Why are the customers going to do this? Uh, like, what yeah, actually, yeah. you know, like I've got to put something in this box. So whatever, like, yeah, 
things you'd put together at a strategic level or whatever conversations you've had, all of that needs to come down and I need to actually write something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that sounds like your experience in like design, right? Like you're looking at the design. Yeah. You're like, okay, so what, why are they here? What do they want? Should this be this color or that color? And like those practical questions are tactical in one sense, but in another, they're very strategic. Yes. And so it's hard to do one kind of work at one price mm-hmm. and then you're giving them much higher. Oh, I get you. Or not, it's not higher value in terms of better, but like you could charge for that kind of strategic advice yeah. differently yeah. than you category. would. Yeah. yeah. Why frames and you doing like the strategic work. Kind of yeah. And it's hard to pivot from one to the other, but you'll kind of probably find yourself naturally being like, what do your users think? And they're like, we don't know. And you're like, okay, well, yeah. How can I do that for you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. Charging, would you charge them different at a different rate kind of thing? Or are you... I don't feel like I've got a good answer to that question. Yeah, I, yeah. But yeah, I think like, in some ways they're different. Yeah. Maybe the way I, I would come at it is that strategic work like that is measured differently. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. In that it probably only plausibly takes you like 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. But there is an amount of experience and mm-hmm. like questions that then comes to a price. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I suspect like UX, UI design is something that's much easier to go, well, I've been working on this for three days and it looks great. That's why it's worth Yeah. what it's worth. It's like the mechanic, right? The mechanic story where it's like, oh, what's wrong with my car? And then the mechanic goes, oh, it's just this thing here. Bonk. That's three thousand dollars, thanks. And it's just like, wait, what do you mean you just did this one? Oh, my experience told me my 10, 20 years of experience knew that that was the the problem. So yeah, that makes sense, right? Completely. Um, mm. Look, maybe that's a good opening for me to ask um, for you to just tell me the story about how you got to being a designer. Yeah, cool. Well, I just I started as um, like in like pretty much advertising I, I liked advertising so mm-hmm. it was like I saw ads and I was like man this is super cool like back in the Jordan days of Nike and all that mm-hmm. and I just was super interested in the strategy of how they just was so simplistic but like to the point mm-hmm. and they still sold their products man and like you know and it was mm-hmm. just so simple like an image and text and selling millions I was like man this is unreal mm-hmm. and it's branding you know uh, so I started kind of like just mocking things up on my own and just, you know, just like redoing ads and that kind of thing. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then, yeah, got into graphic design. This is back in the day. This is like, man, this would be like 2022 or something like that. No, hey, look at that. It feels like a long time ago. 2002. 2002. Yeah. 2002, yeah. Yeah. Um, man. So like just mocking things up. And then I was like, all right, you know, like I, I like this, but fast forward, a, a lot of things happen in between. Like I went to Europe, mm-hmm. uh, I got experience. I did a lot of, uh, you know, like retail, and I think that also helps me today, like, to be honest, like, to, to the man I am today, like, mm-hmm. and how I interact with people, because I, I think going overseas and just really, um, like, really putting yourself out there, really taking a risk, really putting your, being vulnerable, like, <laughs> super vulnerable, you know, and um, just trying different things. And you learn about people, how different people react to different situations. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's helped me in my work career as well. Like, just connect with others. Like, if I didn't have that, I feel like I can't. You don't know what people are going through, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. Because everyone's going through something. You just don't know. They're not going to tell you straight up because, you know, they, you might not be in their circles. There's so many questions like, uh-huh. but um, you just got to respect that. It sounds like, um, and, and some stories you were telling me before we started, mm-hmm. I feel like your approach is a little bit like, I'm going to just jump in. Yeah, it is. And yeah. see how you go. Yeah. I think it's my nature, man, to be honest. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Where does that come from? I think part of it is my nature and maybe part of it is like my, my family up like from Singapore, mm-hmm. like uprooting from Singapore. And then when you're five years old, I was five and like my brother was 10, right? Yeah. Like young kids. <laughs> yeah. And they came to a country, they had no idea. Boom. They just sat down here and they had yeah. like opportunities of business and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And with other, two other families, so that we were kind of like, you know, all cousins together and yeah. we grew up together, you know, mm-hmm. but just the mentality of that. I was like, man, that now looking back, I'm like, damn, man, that was risky as mm-hmm. like, it's a big call. Yeah. Oh, huge. And you don't know, you don't have jobs, you don't have friends, you don't have anybody. They just had each other, which yeah. kind of worked for us as cousins because they're super close now, you know, it's like, uh-huh. we yes. all went through this experience together and I feel like it bonded us because we were all, you know, in the same house and like, you know, mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. So, um, I feel like that is, is maybe is part of it. Um, and I don't know, I just enjoy risk, man. I just, I like taking risks, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And if I'm not taking risks, I, I feel, I get depressed, uh-huh. you know? So it, it makes me juiced, you know? I'm just like, uh, if I'm doing something very predictable, I'm just like, all right, man, like I'm losing my energy here, you know? I might have to do something, like say it's a job that's very predictable. I have to do something else outside of that job, mm-hmm. you know, to to create that risk for myself to just feel juiced, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just that's, yeah. Risk is a, I don't know. It's a tough thing, you know, but I, I like it. Yeah. Tell me how, like, tell me about how you judge the risk of stuff. I like, you know what, man? Like I, at the end of the day, I, I feel like I'll, f- it's probably selfish in a way. Cause I want to find out, I want to find out too, if I got it. Yeah. Have I got it or not? Like, <laughs> you know, and, and the only way to do it is to, is to jump right in man, and that's it. You know, like. And then you go, okay, that was scary and that was stupid. I feel like an idiot, but you know, I had to go and I can tick that box that I'm probably not in for that thing or whatever it is, you know, like, yeah. Or you go, I actually, you know, I could probably do this and I, you know, maybe I should strengthen that Mm -hmm. myself. Um, so, you know, yeah, just, just that kind of stuff. Even this podcast, dude, it's like, yeah, yeah, I've never done anything like this before. And it's just like, uh, you know, we were talking before, I'm like, man, I'm not sure, dude, there's enough content. Yeah, yeah no, I just went, went along with it. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And yeah. that's it, man. Like, we're not here for long, you know? I think that's probably the thing, mm-hmm. right? I maybe learned um, that that we, um, yeah, we're not here for long. We're not, prom- we're not promised anything, you know? Like, uh, mm-hmm. my, my mom's, my grandmother, like, was, had dementia, like, really, maybe not early, but later in her life. But then I just realized, like, man, that's, she was just living, but like not, um, not herself. She was a really caring, like really nice lady. You know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of knew her really young, but as I got older, she it started to get worse. And then I started to know her as, as the dementia. Yes. Actually, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, your life, like you don't know when anything's going to happen, man. Like, you know, you're not guaranteed nothing. Yeah. And that kind of, that risk thinks so I'm like, well, you could go in the safe lane mm-hmm. or, you could try something different and you might grow in like this, this next five years, three years, two years, one, one month, whatever it is, it's going to be, it's got a possibility to be awesome. Maybe it's gambling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's gambling. Cause it's like, you know, you're gambling with your life. Like, what do you want to live, man? Do you want to live like mediocre? Do you want to go for it? Like, yeah. You know, you make that decision internally. Like, yeah. Completely. I, look, I, yeah, resonate. Like, I always felt like it felt like a bit of a cheat to life or like, like a bit of a cheat code for life to just go and try something as opposed to like, like I never did particularly well in school. And so I was like king of like some kind of like extracurricular activity. 
And I started to figure out, it's like, oh, I didn't go to like that many English classes this week, but because I was out at music, it was like, okay, right? Like you're, that was fine. Mm-hmm. But it like starts to build this skill of like, oh, I'm kind of in control of what I do, when I do it, how much, um, and how I succeed. And so then when it comes to, um, uni or work or whatever, there's, you can choose to follow a path in a predictable way. And like that can, that can be great, but it can also be like quite competitive, right? Like you want to go and be like the best lawyer. You're competing head on Mm -hmm. with like a lot of other people who all want to be lawyers. Whereas I kind of started a startup and then did that. And then like that failed, but then I got a job and like kind of like charted this like random course of risks and then got to a point where I'm like, Oh, I'm like relatively senior or I can get hired for different jobs Mm -hmm. just because I've had all of this, Right, experience right, right. and it felt like a cheat code that you could just be like oh wait i can just quit start a thing yeah yeah get a bunch of experience you learn like you just accelerate mm-hmm. all the things that you learn totally and you can just move yeah through life like that and that feels oh, that was good to know yeah yeah that's interesting i, I feel like also like working in st- like startups medium size like a bit easy mm. and then corporate in nab uh, you at nab? i'm not sure i think we worked together briefly yeah. at nab right yeah yeah that's yeah. right but like just seeing those different like like tiers and meeting different people in doing the same job and I was like, Wow, this is like crazy, man. Like yeah. this is different like seeing how different the individuals were, you the, know? The individuals and I'm always shocked by how much like the grass is always greener thing, but how much they all want to be the other. Yes. You're like yes. startups, like, oh, if only we had the resources to, you know, uh, to be a nab. And yep. the nab's like, how do we hustle like a startup? And yep. because you've had experience at all, you can kind of just cut across that. Totally. Like, that's totally. Not- and that and that's the experience that no one else can like take away, like mm-hmm. from me or you, you know, it's like, yeah. that's what we've been through. And that's what we can charge because we can see, hey, actually I've seen how this, this story w- works out, dude. Yeah. Here's a risk for that. You know, there you can go down that path, but there's a risk for that. I've seen it, you know, like, uh-huh. I'm trying to guide you away from this and this is how we can do it in a, in a better way. That's probably where that mechanic, you know, that thing is where you can yes. nail it on the head. But yeah, and it's risk. like it's perspective in some sense, right? Totally, man. Mm. I, I think maybe now, like with the young'uns coming in. Oh, right, right. Um, I suspect you haven't said that recently. But oh, yeah. mate. The young'uns. Yeah, tell me about the young'uns. <laughs> <laughs> like with the younger generation. Yeah. You know, we, I feel like, well, back in 2009, I did a lot of backpacking and I did a lot of, you know, searching around and just sleeping on floors and like, mm. I slept outside too, just to feel like what it feels like, you know, mm-hmm. just like see, and like, it's almost like empathizing with different people, like, like homeless people. Like, how would you feel about that? Dude, it was nowhere near, um, I was nowhere near homeless, but I just wanted to know what it felt <laughs> like when you slept outside, you know, yeah. just, just the fear that I didn't sleep that night, you know, <laughs> yeah. hugging my bag, you know, it was just like every little noise was like. But you just kind of like empathize with that. How would you feel now for that as that example? Like during the day, you're tired, you're stressed, you're this and that. And now you're asking for money, you need money, like, and you're just annoyed at people not giving you money. And yet now you're angry. Yeah. You know? So I get it, dude. I get it totally. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, I didn't experience any, like enough of that hardship for those guys, but I kind of can empathize with it, you know. But I feel like going through different experiences, and that's what I mean, like these young maybe the younger generation is a lot of learning online mm-hmm. where you, you can consume and the internet's crazy. You can just really delve down one hole and go, I am this specialist and I have mm-hmm. downloaded in my brain, all of this stuff. I know <laughs> yes. But the thing is to navigate it, you know, to use it, to actually cook with it. 
and arrive where you, you, the intended place that you wanted to arrive at is, is the challenging part that might, um, that I feel I have a, uh, you know, a leg up, you know what I mean? We learn still, you know, like, yeah. hundred percent. Like you can still learn. I, I, I wonder about like what it must be like getting into the industry now mm. in that everything that can be done has been documented by somebody on medium. Yes. And I always liked coming up that because it was also new, your that's inclination true. is just like, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. That's so true. Nothing here. I'll, and, and like, you have that experience and oh, you muck no. up, the pressure's low. And like, you get that feeling that you created something. There's like a real joy from like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I built how to do this or yeah. I built this new thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be a little overwhelming to start stuff now. Yeah. Right. To just be like, Oh, there are 50 different ways. Like there are 50 different expert ways to yeah. do this thing. Yeah. How do you pick? And the challenging the part one? is like, there's like, I feel like there's smart people out there, right? That they, they probably don't document and do the YouTube videos and all this stuff. Yeah. And then there's other people that, that have the inclination to, to document and do the YouTube stuff, but are probably not as, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're better YouTubers than they are whatever it is that they're Yeah, they're discussing. more engaging and this yeah. and that. And it might, the content might not be as high level as you might want it or need it to be. But like, yeah, that's an interesting one, you know? Like, um, yeah, that's, that's cool. It, it is, it can be overwhelming though, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. even all, like I'm on Instagram. I'm trying to like create my Instagram feed to be like, just give me like, you know, life hacks and just give me like, you know, yeah. like new products and all this AI stuff and what's happening next. And it's just, everyone's doing it and everyone's doing it. This a similar thing in a different way and yeah. wording it different. I'm like, that was the same. Okay. That was the same. Okay. But yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe we're going to look back at this time and it's going to, we need it to be crowded, you know, uh-huh. in order for yeah. it to change. It's like, all right, it's too much out there. We need the experts to come up now. And then you start the new wave. Okay. Okay, cool. I think that's probably right. I think they're, we're become, we're getting to a climax of like, content marketing where everyone's an expert yeah. in all of this stuff and sharing. And I think, yeah, it becomes overwhelming and there's got to be an inflection point where it becomes, yeah. Yeah. Something like, I don't know how you like rate expertise in that environment, but it's something that maybe is less promotional and more yeah, right. As results like, based. I don't know. Like a YouTube videos, tutorials and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I think we'll hit peak YouTube tutorial <laughs> And then I don't know what comes after that. Yeah. But the beauty is like now you, it's a gift and a curse, right? Because some people you can follow and you're, all right, this guy's, I really like this guy, how he's doing things, right? Like maybe Nelson Norman group. And now they've got all these, it's available right there. And you're like, damn. Yeah. These guys are legit. And like they're giving it to you, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, that's so hard, isn't it? Like these people who are like just the expert, like this is the best case stuff mm-hmm. sitting alongside all of these like things that have been put together hastily and quickly and whatever. Yeah. Um, but they kind of sit there on the same playing field. Um, yeah. how conscious was that decision and how does that, yeah. um, how does that play out in like marketing and selling your business? Uh, well, cause okay. So back in the day in the graphic design times, you know, maybe <laughs> like, I don't know when it was 2010 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, it was, it was all about we, so you're, you're, you're the face of the business. Hey, this is my, you know, my company is Activision or my company is ABC, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And then you go and 
hey, and we do this, you know? And mm-hmm. it was all this thing about people wanted to be a company, but they weren't a company. It was just like them just hustling away, you know? Yeah. And then now it became, it, it almost changed to be like individuals. Like, I want to follow an individual, like the following and Instagram and this and that, right? It was mm-hmm. super individuals. Like, I don't want to pretend like I'm a, I'm, I am what I'm not. You know what I mean? I don't uh-huh. be like, yes. I, I'm a company. You're like, no, I'm not a company, dude. You, you're hiring me. I'm you're emailing, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, info at, it's, it's me. Like, you know, Sanja, hey, it's me, Sanja, it's me. Like, so it's like, I wanted that to be known, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're hiring me. So, like, whatever you get, if you don't like it, you can go somewhere else. There's going to be companies that you can deal with. Yes. But I'm like an individual and this is what you're going to get. So let's cut it, let's cut it quick, you know, yeah. like before like any issues. So uh, yeah. So that's why I came up with, Hey, well, I, I wanted it's me Sanjay. And I was like, um, yeah. Then I was like, well, I wanted Sanjay.com. That'd have been nice. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's like an Indian name. My actually yeah. real name is Sanjaya, but like, mm-hmm. like, so Sanjay.com got taken. I'm like, oh, what else is there? You know, like, um, I think Basecamp was in, oh, get, it was Get Basecamp or something like this. Anyway, so I was yeah. like, get, I was like, get, I was trying to like find words and I was like, hey, it's, oh, it's me, Sanjay. And I think, I was like, it was, it was available. I'm like, perfect. Though. It was done. Yeah. I just went, went for it and then I was like, all right, handle. I'm like, all right, well, we'll just, I've got the, you know, the URL. Let's just <laughs> keep going with it. And I just, yeah, just kind of kept going with it and I, I didn't know how long I was going to have this email too you know because I'm like yeah man you know I'm going to probably lose this email in like two weeks and go back to my other thing and it just kept like spiraling all right cool. yeah someone's contacting me and like all right maybe I should just like get that pay for gmail maybe I should you know do yeah. this do that and, and then get a bit bit more a bit more and then put money back into it and I don't know I just just like organically happened like that you know mm-hmm. and then I made the s with my hair like because my <laughs> I don't, you know like the hair is like kind of up the top and then I was like, oh, I'm never going to cut my hair. So like, that's the only thing I can control. Yeah. And then COVID happened. I had long hair. I don't know if I, like, if I talked to you before they were like, yeah, I like really long hair. And I'm like, oh shit, man. Like, and I'm emailing <laughs> people and they're like, you know, I don't know. They noticed they probably did it. But to me, I was like, damn man, I'm like behind the eight ball now. I've got to rebrand because that's not me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I cut my hair anyway. So I'm back again. But, back but I got to re- rebrand it a little bit, I think. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just the authenticity of it's me that's it like it's me what you're hiring like and if you don't like it you know yeah like you yeah i i really love that it does like you're like it's like your um crazy situation where your identity and your business are literally one and the same yeah yeah. do you ever feel like that there's tension between yeah well that or like yeah you change but the business doesn't or the business like or yeah tell me about that well now i'm in a crossroads because i'm like well so well i met someone and i was kind of like in marketing and they're like because mm-hmm. i'm like literally all i do i don't know if you see my my instagram is just like what i find interesting i just snap it and i just put it up there just for more, more for friends i don't have like thousands of followers and that it's like yeah i know the people that are looking at my stuff you know and i see stories and stuff mm-hmm. um and i'm just like sharing with them like these things and i was talking to someone at a meetup and they said um you know, maybe if you wanted to drive it to help you get sales and maybe, you know, guide it towards um, a certain area, mm-hmm. like start to be strategic of what you, sh- what you share. So I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sharing less on my posts in Instagram specifically. Yeah. But I'm doing more about um, like network, like going to conferences, events and like startup community, like things in Montreal, because that's what I'm trying to get into. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just trying to collate that that side of things and yeah and then still my stories like this for instagram specifically like yeah i'm just doing it for friends and just like hey man this is what they do in canada look at the snow on the playground <laughs> man how do these people live you know this is crazy 
Yeah. And then I just keep my, yeah, well, when I go to a nice event or if I, if I, yeah, if I learned something that was interesting, I kind of try to, um, yeah, I try to put that as a post. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not yet at that stage where I'm big enough to be like, oh, I gotta, you know, change myself or I just want to try to be authentically me as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I love it. It's yeah. funny about Instagram, like the feed, I, I felt like someone explained it to me. Like, it's like the mullet, like it's like, you've got the business at the front. It's like the, um, story feed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like, it's like the, yeah, the feed of stories is Don't like business. Post, yeah, and yeah. then the stories that you watch, they're like, that's party. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. like where they actually get to know you. And like, that's the differentiation. Yeah. Cause, like, cause uh-huh. the the girl that I talked to the in marketing, she was like, oh, she's it looks like you 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 know you're just showing us parties and dance and all this <laughs> stuff. I'm like, oh shit, man, I don't want you know. Like, I'm trying to like just gain like because I'm essentially through that media and all social media, everything. I'm trying to like just be a magnet, man. Like, you know what I mean? Uh huh. I don't want to push. I don't want to push too much. I just want to like be like, dude, this is what I do. This is what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Here's the stuff that kind of I like, you know, which is like mixed martial arts, um, you know, product design and just traveling and learning about humans you know specific mm-hmm. humans and just like how people live i love that stuff if you're into it and you have business and i can help you and i've got enough skills to to you know produce your 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 outcome mm-hmm. let's talk man like but i'm not trying to be something i'm not you know and i feel like yeah. I'm, still learning. I'm always learning man i'm like yeah that's a i feel like i yeah i feel like i've always i don't know it's, it's maybe it's the um uh what do you call it the uh when you're kind of like talking bad but to yourself in your head like, yeah like, like the negative anything. spirally thoughts yeah. yeah you know I don't know anything but I was still but like it's uh, it's still there you know what I mean it's always there it's just like trying to just trying to be like authentic about it and just like be like alright well I can't I'm just gonna try and keep learning be, just be better every day and that's it you know so yeah it's so funny how we've just normalized the idea that only we feel like we have those thoughts and the imposter syndrome. Like people talk about it, but not now, but like, you just like walk into rooms of like pretty senior people and they're sitting there and they've got serious face and you're like, you're all real nervous to talk to them. But like, they're having exactly the same thoughts as you are, like exactly the yeah. same like spirally imposter syndrome thoughts. Do you reckon? 100% they are. Well, like, you know, at the very least, they're like hungry or a bit distracted or a bit tight. Like they have right. all of these like human feelings yeah, yeah. of which I can't imagine one of them isn't. I wonder if everyone's looking to me to make a decision. I wonder if oh, they think I'm true. making a bad decision. Like these right. humans at the end of the day. But we haven't really normalized that idea. We still put other people up. on a pedestal. I, wonder, I wonder if it's like possible in a way to be like to you know to to verbalize it or 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 give it some merit in a way you know like it doesn't need to be direct like hey guys i'm feeling fucking you know (laughs) yeah it's a bit too much you know like now we're all like too sensitive about oh he's feeling this way so we just got to tiptoe around it's like no yeah he's just kind of telling people that's how he's feeling right now it's fine yeah i wonder if there's a way like exactly that just to be like I don't know, man. I'm just thinking it's off the cuff right now. Cause I, yeah, I, I, I really think it's yeah. an issue that we, mm. we, as humans, connect with. Yeah. Like, I was talking to um, my wife, Jay, the other day, and she was talking about how she was feeling. She went to a party and she was feeling a bit nervous because, you know, she didn't know anyone there. And I'm like, oh, you're so confident. I didn't feel like you... I didn't realize you felt like that. Like I feel nervous when yeah, I'm yeah. at a party with people all the time and I don't know anyone like that. <laughs> the fear is crippling, yeah. but like you're an extrovert. Like I thought you loved it. And it was just hearing her talk about that. I was like, Oh, okay. Like we experience it differently, but she still gets nervous. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, it makes sense. Everyone's probably mm-hmm. like that to certain degrees, mm-hmm. but because we don't talk about it yeah, that openly and like in business, right? Like people must feel unsure about how they're coming across or whether they sound smart or yeah. confident or whatever. Yeah. But because we don't talk about it, we don't know. And then like your negative thoughts, just like, I'm the only one who's the imposter here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they probably got to hold their position too at the same time. Like this is, I am the owner of this product and I need to yeah. drive this person. Like, you know, they can't have a better idea. I go, it help drive my, my um, concept. I have to like kind of try Totally, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm the I'm driving this, so I gotta have you know, you don't want to be driving in a car with someone and they seem super unconfident. Yeah, about yeah. driving, you know. Which is weird because man, like I always I okay, so at Bet Easy I question everything, you know. I'm always like, mm-hmm. Oh man, how did you learn that? But I, I know I'm just trying to figure out like how did you learn yeah. that? You know, yeah. I'm not like I don't know like how to get to this point, but I'm just trying I'm curious, how did you figure that out yourself? Like Yes. You know, and and diesel laws like who I was working with like really closely like he's always like reframe it man he's like you know frame it in a way that's like it doesn't make you look like you don't know the answer like you know the answer like yeah just just questioning him they might be like he doesn't know like how to do these things like what the hell i'm just like curious how would how did you how would you do it like because i'll i should say i would do it this way so the reframe it's got i'm thinking of doing it this way yeah you know this is a customer jam. I'm thinking of doing it this way or whatever. And then it's just like, how would you go about this if you don't have, you know, you don't have information and this and that. Yeah. And then there's a conversation there versus like, how would you do a customer journey if you don't have information? They're like, all right, well, dude, like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's tough. That's such a, like a consulting trick or a thing too, where I was just saying like, no one knows. Like there are just situations yeah. you're like, I don't want to be the person who like says, we don't know what we're doing, but no one in this room has any idea why we're doing the things that we're trying to do. But someone has to be the first person to be like, I'm sorry. What are, what are we doing here? I don't, see, the thing is, man, like I would love I, the scenario. I would love and be like, would be like, well, guys, here's what I like. It, almost like being like, I haven't done this before, but like, what do you guys think of this? Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, it's kind of cleared the air straight away. Like, you know, all right, well, he hasn't done it before. He's not, he's not claiming that, you know, like it's going to, it's going to solve the problem. It might not in next week or two weeks and be like, damn, we shouldn't, shouldn't have done that, but it's fine. You don't have to go back two weeks and go, oh, you're an idiot, man. Like you took us off, you know, course for this, you know, you pivoted us the wrong way, but I don't know, just be comfortable in saying that. That was the impact podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find the show notes from today's episode on theimpactpositivecompany.com and you can find Sanjay at itsmesanjay.com. We'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land from which we are recording and gathering today. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander listeners joining us. We recognise the deep connection they have with this land, their cultural heritage and the significance of their ongoing role in caring for and preserving this land for generations to come.